Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published on the week of April 22nd, 2019, and runs for approximately 20 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Seat Yourself. Seat Yourself is our 15 to 20 minute podcast on all things hospitality tabletop, and I'm your host, Dave Turner. As you know, we're just back from our quick trip last week to Europe, and we brought you back several little somethings. As we promised, we have an update on the Ambiente showcasing of Horeca products that's scheduled for next February in Frankfurt. And in that case, you'll be hearing directly from Thomas Castle. Thomas is the Ambiente show director of the dining sector, who, along with his team, is overseeing the Horeca project. Along with all that, our visit to the team at Dutch dealer Tavari exceeded all our expectations, and we'll give you a taste of that today as well. But not to worry, we've got a special edition podcast segment with our entire conversation with those leaders of Tavari scheduled later this week. In addition to our trip details, we'll be bringing you news updates, and of course, in this week's 60 Seconds with Shannon segment, Edward Don and Company Shannon Town will be talking marketing and how they go about differentiating the Edward Don brand. We're glad to be back in our home base of Baltimore here on the East Coast of America, and we're ready to get it started. So with all that, let's get it rolling. Our stat of the week this week, it's how we begin each episode, as you know by now, our stat of the week this week is 90%. That's the number of people who research a restaurant online before deciding to go there. And that's more than any other business type, according to restaurant marketing and research firm Upserve. Upserve also says that 57% of people visit the restaurant's website and another 33% view other guest reviews. So tabletop fans, doesn't it make sense that our customers should want to look as great visually as possible online when their restaurant is being researched? Oh, and if you think that the online images of a restaurant don't matter, an article in last August in the UK newspaper The Telegraph said it best, quote unquote, customers prefer looking at pictures to reading text, chefs and influencers said. Many said they do not trust the restaurant reviewing websites because of worries about the prominence of fake reviews and they would rather see the inside of the restaurant with their own eyes. Amazing. And so, since we're all advocates of tabletop products and their enhancement of the dining experience once the guest is in the restaurant, we must also remember that it's also part of our job to make sure operators are aware of how important a role tabletop can play in marketing the restaurant as the guest is choosing where they'll spend their money. Restaurant guests are looking for that online visual to help them decide where they're going to go out 90% of the time. And that's our stat of the week, 90%. In our lead news story this week, as we've been mentioning, one of our main reasons to head to Europe last week was to meet with the team at Ambiente and to get an update on the plans for the increased Horeca focus for Ambiente 2020 that's going to happen next February. Their plans seem to be very much on track, and we sat with the show's head of dining sector, Thomas Castle, and asked him for the latest. Hi, we're here in, in uh, Frankfurt at the offices of the Ambiente Show, and I'm here with Thomas Castle. Thomas, we talked a couple of months ago, and looking forward to 2020, the new Horeca Center for at Ambiente for Horeca. What is the update? How's it going? And what can you tell us so far? I know we're 10, 10 or so months out. <laughs> 
after the show is before the show starts. We had a wonderful ambiente show uh, which finished in February. Uh, we had a plus from over 7% interested on the visitor side in the hospitality sector, which is tremendous, much more from the international side as from the German side. So it was growing wonderful step for us. Next step for 2020, we are just uh, in the planning for our new Horeca Forum. Horeca Forum will be in Hall 6.0 with around 5,000 square meters net. Uh, and what I feel at the moment that the space hopefully uh, will be enough for the demand. There are more and more exhibitors who would like to grow into that section. Uh, they were in the retail business in the past, but uh, most of the uh, exhibitors see that because of the big market changes, they need international hospitality sector also. So we will have not only the very famous brand names uh, dealing with 100% uh, in the hospitality sector. We will have also many others uh, inside who do both, who do the retail and also the uh, specific hospitality sector. And yes, we just started to work also on the program, which will be specific uh, arranged for the hospitality sector. And we will keep you informed about all our next steps. Yeah, it's great to see the hospitality operators now embracing more products from the, that have been traditional consumer products and now crossing over. And I think that's great too. That's absolutely great. Uh, the uh, pr professionals are always a step ahead. They show the new layout, how the food is presented on different plates. The lifestyle aspect is much different as it was a few years ago when you have served a plate where you have the meat uh, uh, in the uh, in the part of the table which is in front of you. You have the vegetables and uh, the pastas maybe. Uh, on the top of the uh, plate. So this changed tremendously. You have so many small things on the table next to the plate, on the plate. And when professionals do that, also the end consumer would like to do that. And this is good for the retail business, which is a part, uh, also a very important part of Ambiente, uh, which is important for them also. Yeah, I suspect that uh, in February of 2020, we're going to see some consumer retailer people investigating the new Horeca section at Ambiente. I feel so, yes. It will be concentrated on the hospitality, but when you are interested in things for dining, uh, you have to go through all the different halls, which says uh, 2,500 exhibitors will be at Ambiente in the dining section. Yes, and one part will be the hospitality sector focused on that. And there are also the end consumer interested retail uh, shops can see uh, what will happen the next 12 months. Well, I think it's going to be very exciting and I can't wait for February 2020. Here at Ambiente. <laughs> Thank you. Like everything else that the Ambiente show does, I think it's safe to say that we'll see the same creativity and innovation that Ambiente has always been known for. Now it's going to be coming to the Horeca sector in the front of the house products category, along with their showing casing their importance of dining away from home, all coming next February at Frankfurt at Ambiente 2020. So make your plans now. 
Our next news story this week takes us up into the skies with leading global airlines British Airways and Emirates Air. At Tabletop Journal, recently we've done separate stories on how each airline is using in-flight dining to differentiate their passenger experience and, of course, subsequently their individual brands. In the Emirates Air story, we learned how cabin crew member G.E. Kang, who is a Korean national, won an internal culinary competition sponsored by the airline. And she's been rewarded by having her signature dish, Tofu Real, being featured in Emirates' first-class menu throughout the month of April 2019 on their very popular Dubai to Seoul route. Emirates caters to passengers' ethnic preferences and palates on flights for numerous destinations, destinations all around the world. And this allows travelers to select from regionally inspired dishes made from fresh, locally sourced ingredients. But then, best of all, to top it all off, the winning dish and all other foods served in Emirates First Class Service is normally served on dinnerware from Royal Dalton and cutlery from the UK producer Robert Welch Designs. So no matter what the passenger preference for food are on Emirates, you can be assured that they're all being served on proper tableware. And then, recently British Airways also made a first class investment in the dining experience for their first class passengers with the airline making the decision to upgrade their top-level dining with a premier quality bone china dinnerware design from high-end British tableware designer William Edwards. This gorgeous new dinnerware design will be accompanied by high-quality, contemporary cutlery from the globally known British firm of Studio William. And then to round out the collection, British Airways will be investing in new Dartington glassware. Travelers will now be able to enjoy the airline's fine wines and champagnes from sophisticated stemware, while soft drinks and spirits will be served from elegant cut glass tumblers. It's always great to see great brands like Emirates and British Airways using dining as a brand differentiator, paying particularly close attention to the tabletop products that they use. So on at least these two airlines, luxury air travel just got a bit more luxurious. Congratulations to both airlines and to the supplier companies, but most of all, to the passengers who get to enjoy it all. And in our people story this week, this is a people story that involves one of our favorite category companies, American Metalcraft. The company has recently announced the promotion of Leanne Kelly by providing the additional responsibility of global sourcing to her existing sales and marketing responsibilities. Kelly's title in her new position will be Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Global Sourcing. Luann first joined American Metalcraft in 2007 as National Sales Manager and has held the role of Vice President of Sales and Marketing since 2012. During her tenure at American Metalcraft, the company has evolved from manufacturing and importing primarily back-of-the-house items for pizzerias, bars, and banquettes to selling hundreds of innovative restaurant products for the kitchen, buffets, tabletops, and bars. Rich Packer, President of American Metalcraft, said, we are grateful for all that Leanne has done for our sales and marketing team, and we're really looking forward to her bringing a customer-centric focus to our new product development. In addition to her new role of leading the global sourcing team, Kelly will also continue her role as Vice President of Sales and Marketing. Kelly stated, My goal is to use industry trends, customer feedback, and sales-driven data to drive our sourcing efforts. Having sales, marketing, and now sourcing under one umbrella helps us to better align our efforts. With over 70 years of service, American Metalcraft is a leader in the food service industry for trend-focused and unique products in a whole wide variety of categories. And again, one of our favorite category companies. 
And of course, in our company showcase segment this week, we had mentioned that we were going to be visiting the well-known Dutch distributor Tovari last week while we were in the Netherlands. I spent the majority of the day this past Tuesday with Ivar van Riel and David Otto, the two principals and really the driving forces behind Tovari, and learned about their philosophy and what makes them so successful. Here's a quick clip from our conversation where Ivar discusses what makes Tovari different from its competitors. I think that a hotel or a restaurant or some location that provides food or drinks don't want to be the same as their neighbor. And of course, there are a lot of porcelain factories or glass or cutlery factories in the world. But you don't want to have the same product as your neighbor. So um, to make a difference, we combine those combinations, and um, and of course you can mix and match. Uh, but you have to first you have to listen what kind uh, of solution the customer is looking for. So from that, uh, from their needs, uh, you go with them to certain uh, products, and you fill the gaps or uh, you add products to get a certain uh, combination of products and that, of course, yeah, then you have a concept. Um, yeah, so you start up from an idea and you make sure that uh, it's not, uh, that it, it's visual, uh, uh, functional, um, yeah, the perfect combination for them. Customers sometimes mm. know they want something, mm -hmm. but I, I've, having dealt with customers before, yeah. sometimes they don't mm. know exactly what they want. Yeah. So True. you have to sort of maybe bring their 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 idea or their vision into reality, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, most of the time it goes really easy, but sometimes you have to say, I'm sorry, I don't go go with you in that path. Sometimes you think the quality is not uh, good enough for them, mm -hmm. or, uh, or sometimes, um, um, yeah, this combination doesn't... Um, is really attractive for, for their end customers. Uh, and I think you have to be honest on that. Yeah, and sometimes you lose a sale. Um, sure. But sometimes they come back and say, three months' time. Um, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love that Ivar started with the words, first we have to listen. That says it all. While perhaps small by U.S. standards, Tavari is a very impressive dealer on many levels. From their business philosophy, to the products that they carry, to their very sexy catalog and collateral materials, Tavari is a great example of how to bring a new resource They've only been focusing on tabletop for 15 years or so to the market and make it successful. High energy, great products, and an outstanding philosophy. Tabletop by Tavari. You can hear the entire conversation with Ivar and David from Tavari and learn more about why they're successful in the Netherlands and in other parts of the world as well this coming Wednesday evening in another special edition of Seat Yourself. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Donald Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about differentiating the Edward Don brand. Hi everybody, it's Dave again and I'm back here this week again with Shannon Talon, the rock star category buyer for tableware and buffetware at Edward Don and Company. And Shannon, this week's question is really straightforward and simple. How does Edward Don differentiate its marketing efforts from other distributors? Well, you know, I really feel that Edward Don has best-in-class uh, marketing efforts from a, fully, from a fully integrated standpoint. 
We have a variety of advisor catalogs. We've talked about those in the past, our, our, our product category catalogs. We have those not only for tabletop, but for all of our other product categories. We have social media. We have other uh, pieces of collateral. We've talked about shift before. And what is really unique is that we have integrated themes throughout all of those. So if we are putting trends or certain themes in a print catalog, we're also giving that information exposure through social media uh, and e-blasts out to our end users and, and things of that nature. So uh, we really set the standard for um, print collateral, for social media content, uh, and all those different touch points to the end user that drive consistent messages month in and month out. And I really don't think that uh, anybody else is doing that quite in the same way at the distributor level that Edward Don is. You know, it's funny because when, he, when we're big brand people at Tabletop Journal, and I think of Edward Don as being a phenomenal brand. Absolutely. And everything that you do, from our perspective anyway, seems to reinforce the quality of the brand and it stays consistent. And that's one of the things, first thing we tell people about strong brands is you must be authentic. Edward Don's certainly authentic. Secondly is you must be uh, consistent and there's nothing, that's what you're just saying. You're consistent about your messaging all along the way. And finally, you have to be frequent and Edward Don is everywhere. Absolutely. Now here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave talks about touch points and why consistency of execution is important to the brand building process. Last week in our commentary, we spoke about the idea of viewing the customer experience in a more holistic way, one that starts much earlier than the traditional customer service experience does and extends well beyond the on-time arrival or delivery of the product and the eventual payment of the bill. And in that discussion, we referenced the word touch points. So I thought this week I'd spend just a few moments discussing what touch points are, why they're important, and why consistency of execution across touch points is important to the brand building process. Touch points are essentially defined as activities, processes, or interactions that are both visible inside your company and outside your company to your customers, and more importantly, to your potential customers. Easy examples of touch points are your company website, the sales process of your company, maybe your company's building or the sign out front, the visual look of your company vehicles or whoever delivers your product. All these and many, many more are examples of touch points for your brand and for your company. Touch points are anywhere your company can be seen, can be felt, or interacted with by company insiders and those outside your company. These touch points are the basis of your company's reputation and therefore should be viewed from your customer's point of view. Being customer-centric in your perspective of how you're doing with your touch points helps ensure you will stay relevant not only in your products, but in your overall go-to-market strategy as well. I'm reminded on a personal basis whenever I see an Amazon delivery to my neighborhood of how different a touch point can be within a company. Sometimes the Amazon package is delivered by a smart-looking person, well-dressed and gets out, very proper and all, out of a white Amazon logoed van. And then sometimes the Amazon package gets delivered by maybe a sketchy looking person driving a beat up, at least 10 year old personal vehicle that's really in need of an upgrade. Similar touch points from the same company, but with very different impacts. Yet they both get the package delivered. But I assure you, they both have very different branding impacts. So understanding the concept of customer touch points is important, but so is the idea of consistency of execution against those touch points. So anytime your brand or company is visible or interacting externally or internally, 
you are creating touch points. These touch points create the basis of your brand's reputation and ultimately a large share of its value. How well you execute against these touch points, particularly in your customer's eyes, will largely determine whether your customer buys from you. And then beyond that, it will also determine whether they remain loyal to you and your brand. So consistency in that execution is really important. The world is moving faster and faster today. Today's customers have access to more and more ways than ever before of accessing a brand's touch points and measuring a brand's reputation. Make sure your brand and your company is creating and executing the touch points that you want and delivering exactly the customer experience you want your customers to have. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring, in part, this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, Tabletop Matters. That concludes this week's edition of Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series. Check us out at SeatYourselfPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Seat underscore Yourself underscore. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out TabletopJournal.com or email Dave at DT at TabletopJournal.com. And don't forget, please subscribe, rate, and review.